0: what's going on traders and investors are you guys ready for another pre-market prep of course we got zscaler on today and look at dennis dick just jumping into the show he wants to join me so bad he did said, you see you my pajamas what? i can't wait i need to jump in the show all right guys we'll I'll get Scaler pdd we got t3 tuesday of course we'll talk some cloud earning stocks my man dennis said you know what I want to talk cloud today. So we'll get to some cloud stocks, of course. We'll get into the action that's out there upgrades, downgrade, Piper Sandler, Jeffrey, RBC coming at you right here on Pre Market Prep. <laughs> Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conin. This is a volatile
1: puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. i am bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny.
0: With everything you need to start your trading day.
2: All right, welcome, Traders and investors. We've had some consolidation over the last few days. And maybe it's being resolved to the downside. s and ps down nine and a half handles at the lows of the session, forty five fifty one fifty. Buck is leaking, trying to break 103. That's down a couple pennies, 103.09. Bonds, good day yesterday, giving back a quarter point here at 115 and 26, 30 seconds. Crude consolidating in the mid-70 handle, up 55 cents to 75.40. Gold, we got a bid above 2K. We're up a $1.60 at two thousand thirty four and sixty cents silver trying to stay in the twenty five handle that's down a couple pennies at twenty five oh two and a half in bitcoin that's steady eddie that's up four hundred and thirty five dollars at thirty seven thousand six hundred and forty five let's bring in pj triple d triple d how you doing this morning oh on, uh, talk to me. What's up?
1: What's up? Uh, what's up?
2: Not the market. Why are we leaking? Are we resolving to the downside? Is the rally over? Is it over, Dennis?
1: I don't know. We get a two hundred or three hundred or how many points? I came and add up when we were in October. How many points are we off the low now? Are we four hundred and P points off the lows? Is that yes. right?
2: Yes. Yes.
1: So yeah, yep. so we rally 400, sell off 8. I'm not going to say the bulls have lost control here. So um, it's a little bit of a pullback, a little bit of profit taking. I I think I'd love a pullback. We were talking about this yesterday. A healthy pullback would be nice here right now, so we could set up to buy some stocks into the end of the year. Again, bullish. I wrote wrote it right out for people. Bullish through December. I do think though, we I'm not chasing here, so I want to pull back, buy some stocks maybe in a week if we get a little bit of a pullback. Into the December rally, and I'm dumping everything December 31st.
2: I think you're running that's out of buyers out here. It. I think you're running out of buyers out here. I mean, we've had oh, a big buyer rally. exhaustion
1: for sure, Joel. That's why we need a pullback. So that's all it is. I'm with you. I mean, you okay. know, you have big moves, and then it's like, well, who's left to buy? So then you need the sell off to lure in more buyers. We basically have buyer exhaustion happening. I mean, the SP went up 400 points. So it took three months. Give a perspective. We're back to where we were in August. All of August, all of September, all of October, selling off, selling off, selling off. It was awful three months for the markets. The S&P almost went down on the year. And then, you know, turn it around in three weeks. So down for three months, up for three weeks, get all those losses back. And now talking and approaching all-time highs for the end of the year. Unbelievable resilience and unbelievable rebound. So, I mean, it's been a fantastic rebound. Again, not everything has participated. Some of the small caps not participating as much. IWM and consolidation right under this 180, but seasonality does set up well for the Bulls. And you know, you've got to be able to respect, you know, what you're in. You know, even though if you've got an overall bearish scenario, you can trade bullish even if you're bearish overall. I still think recession 2024, and I think there's gonna be some
2: ugliness here, but I think we set up well into the end of the year. Okay, let's bring in uh muddy Mitch on this Tuesday, and uh he could get us started, I guess. Uh Pin Duo Duo is catching everyone's attention. Mitch, would you like to start out with that or something else?
0: Yeah, let's go with it. Let's let's take a look at PDD. Of course, this is in the e-pads. Uh, they did beat on the EPS coming in here. Uh, the estimates uh, was 870 y- uh, yen here, uh, One, And then what they came in with, with 1161. So it's an actual big beat in some people are putting it at 155 but of course you got to do the currency transaction there uh pdd has been just the best of breed in china and i mean look at the monthly compared to baba it's almost like they're two different companies or they're in different worlds because it just doesn't make sense here the hate for baba and the love for pdd um and then of course you guys can you know take a look at some other ones like jd that one's i think in the middle between these two so not as hated hated but still hated right compared to pdd yeah this seems like if you're going to be in one of them pdd seems to be like the one to be but of course these monthly candles have come back to so long-term support i'm wondering are we just getting a discount opportunity here in china to maybe get these
1: names We've we've tried to like I've wanted (laughs) to buy some of these names before, but it's hard. We don't know. Obviously, you know they've said they're not invading Taiwan. They said they're not going to go in there and use force. But we know what she says doesn't always mean what he does, and the market is still scared of that scenario. But in PDD. Completely different story happening here. The stock is just rip roaring higher. Nice. And great point here, Baba, not participating. JD, not participating. Baidu has went up a little bit from the lows, but not really participating either. When you give it put it in like PDD perspective here, PDD's is just in a world of its own. It's going. Maybe it's because you know, um like uh, the chat saying Timu in the US here. Maybe that helps. But I'm just, uh, I, I just can't chase.
2: I've uh, got a big pop, and you know, it's already traded a couple million shares here. So, I just give you a target on the upside of 138.20. That's your pre market high. You're just starting to fade off that. Uh, kind of in no man's land when it comes to uh, the monthlies because you've taken out a high from 2021 at 128.60. So, I'm, I'm definitely not buying it up here. And if I was looking to sell, I'd want to see it get back up to that pre market high. But it looks like it's struggling as we speak here. People taking some profits.
1: People taking profits in this market, like you said here too, Joel. Still leaking, leaked another couple of points here. So Yeah. It's hard. This is a really tough market. I'm excited to hear what Derek has to say from T3 here because we're kind of at the crossroads here. We've come a long ways. We've run into buyer exhaustion. We're due for a pullback here, but then seasonality comes in and it's like, could we just continue driving because of seasonality buyers here? It's a really tough market to call. Sometimes, you know, it's like, okay, we're way oversold here. We're going to probably find some buyers. You could feel it, you know, even at the end of October that we're oversold, you know, even though we're bearish overall, we were oversold. And, you know, now the opposite has happened. We're overbought, but then the seasonality sets up. So it's a very tough market to call here.
0: Yeah. As someone that's been trying to play that overbought game, right? Maybe trying to get swing shorts and it just hasn't worked. So um, it's just hard. It's really hard. I can tell you guys, I've tried. I've played the SQQQ about, Twice overnight, uh, the last couple, uh, the last two weeks, necessarily, and it just doesn't seem like it wants to work. There, um, we're getting a little bit of a move here today, but every time we get above this, like kind of sixteen twenty area, we just get smacked right back down. So, hey, it's it's going to be the big boys, right? I mean, it, let's take a look at how those stocks have been doing. We'll go to Zscaler after this, but let's talk about, of course, Nvidia, Microsoft, Apple. What are you seeing in those charts? Um, is it is this the dip that we could be looking at in NVIDIA to buy here? Oh, it's got a great set up in an Nvidia,
2: and I'll, I'll pound this in everyone's sure. head and, and if they listen or not. I mean, you got a triple bottom after earnings, right? A oh, 377 area. You can't get bullish the, or bearish this stock until that level is breached. Now, on the upside, the onus is on the bulls to get this over that closing price from earnings day. And I believe that comes in at like 380, or excuse me, not 3, 487, 816. Uh, so. Take, cracks 477 look out below and uh I still see resistance at that close actually didn't even hit that yesterday so that's a key market it's holding up well it has a mind of its own but man that's a that's a big level nvidia
0: let's move over to the other two of course softy and let's do apple right here and uh, take a look at those charts i saw microsoft kind of slowing down same thing for apple that's the way i viewed it yesterday what do you guys think these look a little bit tired to me on the daily
1: you're in consolidation station here often you get a move and then you get some consolidation and then eventually it usually resolves to the previous move which would be higher so i think you're getting a pullback it's a matter of how deep we get here because that's why it's tough to come in here and buy Apple at 189, because it could go down yeah, to one, like 182, 183, and you'd still have to be holding that trade because the trend is still, you know, overall intact. I think it's, I think you're fine all the way down to 180. Bulls are in control, so I'm like nine points away from where I'd potentially stop out, and that's too much for me. So that's where I sit back. I mean, if you're a short-term day trader, maybe you lean on yesterday's low. Maybe you're looking at the pullback here today. There's lots of, you know, different time frames here, but. You know, overall, we've had a big move. We're in consolidation station. I still think we're consolidating eventually to go higher. I don't know how deep this, you know, little dip is going to get. And, and I think, you know, you could go down a few more points here on it.
2: Uh, you I believe you're not quite at yesterday's low. That's 88.90. There's actually uh pair of lows below that at the 88.60 area. So if you're holding on, you want, kind of want to sell in the straight, it feels like, there's sellers out there on rallies, and there's tepid buyers on declines. I think this is way overdone. You filled the the gap from August, and I wish I could get out of my two hundred bet versus uh, one hundred and sixty, but I you know, and call the uh, I just it's just tired. It filled the gap, and I'm just I'm bearish, bearish apple, really. You're, yeah. You can still got the bullish
1: bet on, though. Where's our bet? On, that, was where bet. that was a long was time ago. That was a long time ago, It was 180. It went down to
2: 165. You could have won at 160, and I took 200. I don't know why the hell oh, I man, did that. man, you
1: might get the 200. You're going to end up getting this. No. Nah.
2: <laughs> no, nah, this, be, right. be, this, this one may never be settled. It may Let's never move. be settled.
1: It'll just be in a range forever. Call sellers and and In and 24, sellers. we're settled. Option sellers, just
0: raking it in, man. <laughs> Zscaler Q1 adjusted 67 cents beating the 49 cent estimate sales of 496.7 million beat the 474.74 million estimate. It do see Q2 adjusted EPS 57 to 58 cents versus a 51 cent estimate. So that's all looking good, especially for the Q2. Um, you also see the revenues here way over the estimate of 496 million versus a high end of 507. The fiscal year 24 outlook, not looking bad either. All outlooks on guidance, way higher than the estimates.
1: Um, But yet, Zscaler still taking the hit. Just, just up too much and going into the print. And you did have a little consolidation, but 160 to 191. It's a big move ahead of it. So expectations higher. CrowdStrike is going to report tonight, I believe. That one will be watched as well. Does or lower the bar a little bit for CrowdStrike? Maybe. I feel like CrowdStrike seems like the best of breed here. Um, CRWD, I mean, we're talking about a stock that is actually, well, it's off the all-time highs, 297. But then you look, you know, and I was like, well, Z scaler getting a good pullback here? Maybe this is what I want to add to the long-term portfolio. And then you look at the valuation, and you're like, you know, there's some stocks like NVIDIA, you can say what well, could grow into it, and then there's a stock like this trading 90 times earnings. Well, let's just go actually grab it. Zscaler, we'll grab the actual P because I ballparked it. Zscaler from our trusty Benzinga Pro is trading 86 times earnings on a forward basis here. It's a lot of money to pay 86 times earnings. I don't like buying stocks at 86 times earnings. And maybe they're going to double their earnings next year and it's going to be 45 times earnings. But it's a lot of money to pay. But you know what? Cyber security is not going away and hackers are definitely not going away. I feel like everything tries to get hacked on me every day. So we need these really? stocks. We need these companies. You don't have anybody like the emails and the phishing stuff, and oh, you know, and people oh, calling me. Oh. I get the phone, the cell phone just keeps. The cell phone, keeps, it the cell phone it's it every day. Oh, it's like Stram. oh, it's it's the IRS calling. It's Canada Revenue Agency calling. You know, you need to pay your taxes right away. Pay pay one, or you're going to jail. You know, press one. Come give us a credit card number. The scams out there are just out of hand. Yeah. Did,
0: did you hear about Zelly? Even Zelly, the payment service, was uh, actually paying back some money that got scammed from people because there were people acting like they were uh, Zelly and people were just sending money like, oh, yeah, here, wow. here's $500
2: oh boy this uh this is a tough one on the technical side we're we're quite a bit off the pre-market low of 177 so backing and filling there i think you, you find you know buyers here maybe bringing it in before that pre-market low what's a little bit more uh well defined is the resistance here in the pre-market trading the resistance is uh coming in at uh, the 183.70 area so if you're looking for more upside you got to get through there. longer term upper right chart here old these lows at 188 to 190. Uh, If you're looking to get out on a little pop, uh, you had four or five lows in that area. Old support, new resistance for Zscaler.
0: Let's get to uh, the cloud earning stocks that we'll report this week. It's definitely going to be on the radar. we got to keep an eye out on even tonight's stocks. Uh, we're going to get into it. we got Workday there. Uh, but there's some other cloud stocks coming also this week. What's on your guys' radar and what should we be looking for?
1: Well, tonight we're going to get Workday. That's a big one here. Um, it's trading down a little bit in the pre-market with the overall market. Well, obviously CrowdStrike, everybody's going to be watching that one. That one's trading down a little bit more because of Zscaler trading down. But they're already coming in on the CrowdStrike dip and buying it. Then just going further, you know, Snowflake and a report Wednesday. That's a huge one um snow and again you know maybe we should jump into the charts on a few of these things i was talking bullish about snow last week i don't know if i'd take it through the report though but i think it still sets up well ahead of the report here for the next day it reports wednesday night joel any of those charts you know what i'm just gonna paint
2: this with the broad stroke what what have these stocks done what has crm done 190 195 to 225 what has CrowdStrike done nice rally 170 to 210 what have we seen a lot of these you know these stocks that have had these big rallies even if they have good reports they're sold a lot of them have been sold the leaders to lag things are. so yeah Yep, so I'm just, yeah, I think that that's been a trend. You set these earnings trends, and they've just, they've, they've rallied. So I'd be very, very hesitant if I was along any of these stocks. I'd be hedging up with some options or, you know, selling the stock, because these things that have had these big rallies, even with good reports, of, if some of them have gotten whacked. Like, what that Zscaler report, what do, what do they say? What do they do wrong? Oh, every,
1: every, They're raising guidance. Yeah. Again, it's valuation. The things trade 9 right. times earnings. They want these things to come out and like just like Nvidia. They want them to come out. And huh. you know hey. what? You know we didn't even talk about this, but Nvidia really sets the bar high for everything. I mean, when you have, you know, a company blow it away like Nvidia blew it away and I mean they absolutely blew it away. <laughs> um and then goes down on it. It's like are expectations just too high for all these stocks? You know, you start thinking about that. You know, the stocks that have been rallying this earnings season have been the stocks besides Duo, but that's just doing its own thing. It's over in China. But, you know, for the most part, the stocks that have been rallying this earnings season are the stocks that have been beaten up, that had a low bar, that had low expectations, like the gap, GPS. Nobody's expecting anything from the gap. And that won't stop. It's gap, the gap, and go. I mean, Macy's, nobody's expecting anything from Macy's. They report and it's like, well, it's good enough. And then it went up. So I just think we're at this situation here where there's so many, you know, stocks that have run so far, the expectations to your point, Joel, are just simply too high and Nvidia blowing it away and going down on that report twice in a row, really. Cause they blew away the last report too, yeah. and they went down on it. It's like valuation check time for a lot of these things. These scale chain 90 times earnings. Well, they wanted to see like a real blowaway to start justifying 90 times. earnings. They saw a beat and they saw a good raise, but it's just not good enough. So valuation is holding a lot of these stocks back here now.
0: Let's get to, of course, some e-commerce stocks that had a great day on Monday. Shopify, Etsy and Wayfair all having really good days. And I did want to mention this, of course, because someone came in with a contrarian rating today. Piper Sandler downgrading yeah, Shopify to underweight and lowering price target to 56
1: after such a good day. Wow. Profit-taking. I love contrarian ratings. You don't see them enough. Even if they're wrong, at least they got the guts to make a contrarian call. That's I true. mean, we make contrarian calls continuously on the show and we're wrong a lot of times. I mean, you can <laughs> be like those other analysts, you know, that like just go on there and eternally Lemmings. bullish. They're bullish no matter what. And you know what? They make money in the long run because the market tends to drift higher. You know, Tonley, I can't remember Tonley ever being bearish. I know I pick on him all the time. But, you know, if he's coming out and saying, no, you know, this is like the time where we got to sell some stocks. It's never you never hear that. He's like, oh, maybe we'll get a little pullback, but we're still bullish. Well, I mean, that's the overall market, right? We get a little pullback, but we're still overall bullish. That's why I never go short stocks in my long term account, because they tend to drift higher over the course of time. So, you know, unless you think the economy is going to Japan style and we're going to go to a 30-year bear market, which, you know, obviously they've been in, but it's just a, it's just, I I love a contrarian call. I love an analyst that doesn't, has the guts to say sell and you just don't see it enough.
2: Wow. uh $56 price target. I don't know where he was at before on it, but uh, you're not even at yesterday's low yet here. So, I mean, you know, you don't necessarily have to head for the hills. 71.08 was yesterday's low. Big winning streak. You were up 3, 4, 4 to 5, 5 out of 6, 6 out of 7, 7 out of 8. Like 8 out of 10 days, you were higher in this stock. A little bit of a, a, a contrarian call, but until this breach is seventy one i still think the bull, the bulls are in control on this one i would identify resistance at the close man seventy three seventy nine that's the mark on this one so if you do get a rally uh see if people try and wiggle out at that mark seventy three seventy nine It's just about the highest this is trading since April of 2022. And just a quick lesson here, you know, if you're looking for targets on stocks and make big moves, look no farther than your monthlies. April peaked at uh, 74.14 and peaked yesterday at 74.47.
0: All right, let's take a look. Um, also, I haven't seen any Amazon Black Friday and Cyber Monday numbers in chat no, I'll I throw it either. to you guys. Um, if you guys saw anything, I was literally searching the, the internet right now. So always our chat is very quick on things like this. Let me know if you got that chat. Did you guys catch the iRobot move yesterday? Oh, Yeah, so this is so
1: interesting here. So we get a report that the EU is set to give them, you know, unconditional approval for this deal, and then yesterday it's reported that no, the EU—it's exact opposite. So I don't know who reported it two days ago, but they appear to be dead wrong because yeah, I think it was Reuters. You know, the opposite, I think it was Reuters. Who was it? I think it was. was it Reuters. Reuters in both cases? Who yeah. reported yesterday? Yeah, that—that that is. I'm
0: gonna—I'm gonna make sure, but.
1: I'm, I'm curious who reported the day before because we had the you know that the rumor that they were going to get unconditional approval. That's why it was ripping higher. And then yesterday they come out like no, you know it's they're talking about antitrust issues and they're not going to give approval. So I mean we have conflicting headlines here that how you know that 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 caused the stock to gap up 25 percent or whatever the hell it went up yesterday and then give it all back from the exact opposite headline. I mean, this is, you know, when you get conflicting headlines like this, it makes the stocks do exactly that. They give it all. And it's like, nope, that's wrong. Well, we give it all back. So I don't know what to believe here now
2: because we've had conflicting headlines. I don't think the market knows what to believe. I you know, I talked about this on the closing print. It I I think it's I mean, they just jammed people, they just jammed investors on this one. I don't you know, as the EU talking to each other. uh, what we said when this got the pop was you know, maybe it will come back to that area where it was at before. Didn't think it would be the next day. Uh, on the trading session so it you know if you were out there it was like a gift for the shorts here on the cover and that's exactly what they did yesterday they didn't get the gap uh but you know it came down right close i mean uh, you talk about a headline stock what competition for for vacuum for robotic vac like who ridiculous very very disappointed in the eu there. i don't
1: get why you know you're talking about such a small company i don't get the antitrust i never did with irobot i don't get the argument here i mean that amazon all of a sudden is going to have this company that makes the roomba like so what you know somebody else just... you know we got shark ninja we've got other you know vacuum cleaner companies out here yeah. right now i don't understand the argument whatsoever and maybe chad if you can enlighten me here but i don't get it You know, I don't get how, you know, a trillion dollar, you know, company, you know, or whatever it is, you know, what's the market cap of, of Amazon, you know, let's just go grab it here. So what
0: Reuters was writing and what the European Commission said in a statement, they said that Amazon may have the ability and the incentive to foreclose iRobot's rivals by engaging in several foreclosing strategies aimed at preventing the rivals from selling RVCs on Amazon's online marketplace. So on Amazon marketplace, they would restrict other robots from being
1: sold. So basically... They would be arguing that Amazon can never buy any company that produces any product at all. And don't they have Amazon basics? That's what the argument is. Amazon is never going to be allowed to buy any company that produces any product because you could argue that same argument for anything. You know, they come on and they buy, you know, Foot Locker. Oh, well, we're buying Foot Locker. Now they're going to sell shoes here and they're going to put all these shoe stores out of business or we're going to buy, you know, I I mean, it's a ridiculous argument in itself. You could say that about anything. So I don't get how you can just stop Amazon from ever buying a company. That's basically what they're saying. Amazon can never buy anything because Amazon is too big. I don't get it at all. I don't know how they can control the market like that. And how is that bad for consumers? Isn't antitrust supposed to protect consumers more than anything? Isn't it supposed to be about, you know, consumers? I I I don't know. I, I I don't get it. But you know, I'm in well, no position. Well, definitely IR, not IRBT. Same here. They're
0: definitely not fans of Amazon. That's one thing that we can
1: clearly. Well, see. that's what it is, and that's <laughs> what it boils down to. Amazon rarely buys a company. You don't see them doing a lot of M and A. And probably for this reason is that that the, the Andy, everybody just hates the hates Amazon to death. I mean, yeah. there's an argument that I Robot may not even survive by themselves in the long run. Who knows? You know, this company's burning cash. Have they ever even made? Have go to the long-term financials on iRobot. They were making money for a while, weren't they? Because I I'd have looked recently, and then they aren't making any money. Can you look and bring up Mitch, um, the financials here for yeah, the exactly. last you know dozen quarters here for iRobot? Are they are they
2: just having a tough
1: you know go of it right now here because they were burning a lot yeah. of cash last quarter? Oh, uh, they,
2: they their EPS has been falling off a cliff here. Yeah, uh, they like need Amazon. Well, they enjoyed the
1: business of just letting <laughs> companies you know
0: implode themselves this was might be a company that got a lot of front run uh, in their supply during the pandemic where i see during the pandemic yeah they were coming out with positive eps and then right after um especially when we went into the bear Pull market forward. yeah it started just a, a quick decline there and it's stayed now declining um so they went all the way up to 258 on october 20th of twenty twenty.
1: So, they did make some money yeah. at one time. At one but time. But they're not They're not. Mitch, you're talking
2: about price though, right? The 258 No, that?
1: he's talking earnings. Er, I earnings, mean, earnings, earnings. Earnings.
2: Earnings per share.
1: We're trying I to think they're doing to Amazon a favor. I make money or not because right now they're not making money. No. Yeah all right let's move towards (laughs) upgrades and
0: downgrades and we're going to continue with jeffrey's upgrade on a firm holding to hold and raising the price target to 30 this was a big push yesterday going against pretty much the kind of the sideways action that we saw of course e-commerce stocks were getting the lift buy now pay later just seems to be the only way that it seems like the consumer is sticking around but hey either way they're sticking around
1: Yeah, I mean, and again, seasonality, this stock here, going into Christmas season, people are going to be using this more right now. So seasonality plays in favor of this too. So everybody's jumping on the bandwagon here now. The stock is up from, you know, one month ago was $15. Now it's 30. So it's basically doubled here in a month. So, but, you know, seasonality sets up. So that's why, this is exactly what I'm saying. It's a tough market to call here right now. Because here's a stock that's obviously going to run into eventually some buyer exhaustion here. But at the same time, seasonality sets up well for it. So, do you chase in this or do you wait for a healthy pullback? I think I, I would wait. Uh, I do have a day trading position in, in here, too. I've got upstart and a firm
2: uh, pair on. Okay. It uh, anyway, had a good day yesterday. It just gapped up. And if you were just blindly b- blind the open, open 27.08, made a low at 05. We talk about the importance of that opening print, snuck over 30. For the first time since the middle of 2022, we're up 56 cents. Got a little spike here in the pre-market up to 3075. But uh I'd like to see the price action at yesterday's high. Yesterday's high comes in at uh 30 36. After that, I don't seeing anything on the monthlies. Of course, you can drill down on the weeklies and dailies and find uh uh you know some potential resistance points, but uh that thirty dollar level, just a question of whether someone's gonna try and parcel out of a big piece at 30.
0: I played this one wrong. I had it on the gap up day, and I thought that maybe it could come back for that gap, but it hasn't. That's Boeing, of course, RBC oh. Capital upgrading here and raising the price target to 275. This has been a nice flight to the upside. Yeah, can it, it keep has. keep going?
1: Yeah, I think it can. It's just so beat up from where it was. Seller at- exhaustion all over this stock. I mean, it was $435 back in 2019. Here we are four years later. It's still cut in half. I do think that Boeing has more upside here. I think the stock actually sets up well. I don't know so much in the end of the year, but I think it sets up well overall. I actually would be a buyer of Boeing on pullbacks.
2: Oh, boy. We got a spike here 224, uh, 224 even at your pre market high. Uh, that's a buck and a quarter away. After that, not much in there if you're looking for another target. At 226.23 uh, would be your uh, September 1st high. But, man, it just got whacked in September. A little reprieve in October. And like, and now it's just coming all the way back up. Pretty amazing move there for Boeing. BA on the upgrade. So, uh, going up 345 as we speak.
0: Raymond James coming in here upgrading. The shoes with holes, guys. Crocs, Woo-hoo! of course. Eight. You ready? A strong buy. Raising okay. the price target to one fifteen. I haven't seen a strong buy in a little while, guys. So, hey, who knows? Crocs, it's seasonality. Maybe yeah. playing in here. And yeah. I would also keep on watch maybe Nike with this. And, of course, the leader in this space right now, which has been Deck. Deckers. Oh, uh, that
2: thing will stop.
0: Dex is just, it's, Decker's uh, I like outdoors Crocs is, too. is a monster. I like
2: Crocs
1: here. Uh, above 100, it gets more constructive. Wow. Well, open up, so yeah. You, so you're coming into major resistance, so I want to see what it does at 100, but I think above 100, you'd be in breakout territory. This is one that I actually might set up, get through 100, get a little bit of consolidation, then maybe we're in the, the last couple of weeks of the year, then that really sets up well. So I think keep this on your buy list. I think Crocs could have a date with one, I, like even getting up to that gap that's between 120 and 110, I think you could fill that eventually. So I kind of like Crocs here.
2: A uh, couple of highs. at like the hundred dollar area.
1: Today. Yeah. You're a good little Usually I hate them all, little. but I kind of like these analysts. Today.
2: <laughs> you like what? them today. Yeah. That's today, though. He likes it. He likes it. Nice setup here. Um hundred does, I mean, I see two highs right around the hundred dollar area. hundred, uh, between 100, 104.42. But uh, better resistance for today would be in the 102 handle. Uh, you got a pair of highs. It's called it 102.35. So consolidation, uh, well, it did. It had to move up a few days. Consolidation, nice day yesterday. So Crocs on the rebound. There, there's another stock. It's beat up. I don't know when it... Report, yeah. What did you report earnings? You know, it's uh, leaders to laggers trade. You know, Dennis, you've been talking about this for a long time. And Crocs looks like another candidate. S&P's on the I rebound think so. now. Yeah. What
0: are we seeing on that?
2: We're rebounding? Well, we're up, we're we're up seven handles off the low. They just By pounded the dip. it.
1: By the tip. Look at that. The TLT,
0: again. man. The TLT, them. right? I mean, that thing hasn't broken at all. Um, Still continuing the trend um and i think that that's one indicator that uh we haven't really talked about in the last couple of sh- shows but yeah it just continues the strength right ever yeah, since we're holding we saw 90. that turnaround
1: yeah i remain long tlt i do think rates have peaked i've loaded up you know all my cash and t- as long G- as gic's as i could get that 5.72 <laughs> rate for smart man so most of them are only two years But I was like five point seven two risk free. I don't think we're gonna continue to see that in Canada. So those rates have dropped like five point four now, Jules. They're starting to come down. Yeah. I think long-term rates have peaked, folks. Like these people who are preaching 13, 14% just wanted headlines. They just want I don't think you're ever seeing that 13-14 percent. Unless you know the whole world implodes or some event happens that we don't even anticipate, or inflation just spikes where it's rampant hyperinflation. I don't see that happening either. I think rates have peaked. And that means you start writing your list for stocks that have been beat up because of rates. And you start thinking about, you know, maybe in the end of the year. But you have two things happening here. Is rates a peak, but I still think you got recession concerns coming. So I'm like, what weighs more? But I'll tell you, I, th- I like bonds here. On pullbacks here, I'd be buyer bonds. Joel, any outlook
2: on this TLT? You think they filled a gap there? Uh, I see uh, that gap coming right now. I mean, uh, my number, I, I, you guys like the TLT. I mean, there's a lot of gaps in here. I, I yeah. just like to go to the bond chart, and you mm-hmm. just, you know, you got a big area here. Uh, pair of highs at one sixteen and a half. You take that out. There was also some uh, another pair of highs just above one sixteen and a half. I think you got to look at one eighteen, but uh, almost matching exact highs. What's the high today? Haven't quite get there. You got the one sixteen and twelve thirty seconds. So. One sixteen and a half and a half in the bonds and then the TLT because it doesn't trade in a 24-hour market. It doesn't reflect <laughs> it as much, but um, I'll just be using uh, the uh, Ackman Bottom, of course. Ackman de- Bottom. De- he bombed yeah, it. Man.
1: He turned he the did. whole market around. Got it. Bill Ackman, you can thank him for the, for the <laughs> run-up in your portfolio in the last month.
0: All right, let's go to T3 time, guys. Smash the like. Yes. We got Derek in the house. Let's get to the action. Eric Holden-Smith, Senior Trader and Managing Supervisor at T3 Trading Group. It's good to have you back and get to the action, man. It's uh, always an interesting time, and we just recently had one before, and kind of a lot of kind of fun really came. What have you been seeing in the market? Let's start with that overall outcome.
3: Yeah, what's up, guys? It's uh, great to be back. appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Um, so, did Wednesday last week, Wednesday morning, feel like a little bit of short-term upside capitulation to anyone else, or was that just me?
1: Feels like buyer exhaustion happening here a little bit. I mean, we've run a long ways here, Derek, and you know, you had some good calls when you were on the show a couple of weeks ago. You were leaning on the bullish side. I mean, w- we still set up well into the end of the year, but you know, we've got a month here. I feel like we're due for a little healthy pullback. What are you thinking?
3: Yeah. So this month of November has obviously been incredible. Um, On the last day of October, I got probably the most long I've been in two years. It worked out really well. And in a relatively short period of time, for at least for me, for the way that I've trade uh, on Wednesday last week, I got really fairly heavily net short. So that's Mm. that's a pretty big switch for me. I'm not looking for, you know, a full reversal of the November move or anything like that. I just think that this market got a little bit ahead of itself. There was a lot of bullish flow throughout the entirety of the month. It seemed like Wednesday morning, you know, first of all, we had Nvidia report earnings and that earnings report was stellar and the stock couldn't go up on it. For me, I've seen this for years when stocks can't continue on good news. That's usually a signal of some sort of buyer exhaustion, like you're saying. At the same time, we had that very heavy run up for about 15 minutes on on Wednesday morning that. To me seemed like short-term upside capitulation. This is all happening as the market flows that have been so supportive for the month of November, while they're still supportive, they're significantly less so. Like we've seen the the CTA funds go from net short to net long. Goldman saying it's the largest month of buying for CTAs on in the history of their data set. Uh, we do still have some you know, vol control fund buying and systematic flows that are coming into the market. The buyback machines are still on for the month of November here for a lot of stocks. But at the same time, you're looking at a heavier pension rebalance. This market's had a huge move. We got really extended. So uh, while I would say more intermediate time frame probably throughout the rest of the year, I do remain bullish on a little bit of a shorter timeframe as we're trying to get through this week. I think some, some more correction, whether that's through time or prices, yet to be seen just makes a lot of sense a little bit of a pullback that maybe can create a higher low a pullback to you know upper 440s 450 in the spy after we run from you know 410 to 460 yeah. i just think makes makes a lot of sense here and that's uh what i'm trying to be positioned for and what i'm trying to be patient for right now
1: would you be a buyer of that dip then if you get that dip would you start you know in some of these shorts and actually switching to the long side again for your end of your rally
3: yeah the, the more that we pull back the more that i'm going to be piecing out of those short positions i already okay. even covered a little bit into the down move that we just had uh this morning at about 8 a.m or so mm-hmm. uh though i'm still healthily short um the more we pull back the less short i'll be and the more i'll be building back in the long positions at this point you know I, I i was long apple i was long google i was long amazon uh i was long microsoft i i liquidated all those positions over the course of the last week or two, just because this move has been so extreme. Uh, Palantir, that's another one. I'd love to get back in those names. I'm just yeah. trying to be patient and really wait to see if we get more corrective action to get get, get some better pricing.
0: All right, I think we all kind of feel very similar in that pullback opportunity for tech, but now going into 24, are you in the camp that we see a little bit more of that slow down and turn back to the downside? or are you kind of expecting to see this tech rally continue into maybe 24?
3: Yeah. It's interesting. You know, I'm, I'm pretty bullish. I would say big picture through the end of the year and and, and maybe at least the first half of January. And then I think that this story is going to change a little bit more into what sort of recession are we looking at? Is it the soft landing? Is it the hard landing? Obviously it seems like the federal reserve and, and the global central banks are kind of seeing this coming now a little bit, and all of a sudden got real nervous about a hard landing, and we've seen a little bit of a a, a dovish pivot. I think I think globally, um, so it it seems like that's on the horizon, and at a certain point. i I think that we're going to start to see good news be good news and bad news be bad news again when we've been in this environment that's been just the complete opposite for for so long because like oh bad news that means that interest rates are going to go down so the market rips up that that's not you can see that for periods of time you might be able to see that for even even a year but that can't last forever you know
1: yeah that's not normal so maybe we get back into some normal trading environments and you know where we're we're actually like able to trade a little bit maybe on what we're seeing the macro headlines instead of trying to think oh no but bad news remember we got to be buying this bad news because that means interest rates aren't going back down what about the what about the potential for interest rates to go down like a lot of people forecasting is second quarter 2024 we're going to start to see interest rates come down here um i'm kind of in the opinion of you know i think they might just keep them elevated until we actually start to see signs of a recession so i don't know if we're going to get us, you know quickly you know i, I don't think the fed's going to be so quick to lower rates as they were to raise them here what are your thoughts just on rates here derek
3: yeah it, it's interesting because if, if you look at fed fund futures they're obviously pricing in like significant cuts already at this point now for the uh, you know that maybe halfway through the year for for 2024 we'll see if that happens or not um the fed fund futures and what they've priced in have been all over the place for the last two years and i'll tell you what just keeps happening time and time again is the fed keeps doing exactly what they're saying that they they say they're going to do it's been that way over and over and over again i I have been very successful in predicting what the fed is going to do every single meeting that they've had because all i've done is is say that the fed is going to do exactly what they already said that they were going to do and that's exactly what keeps happening so the fed right now is saying higher for longer and and it 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 makes sense i think that there Mm -hmm. has been a little bit of a of a dovish pivot in so far as they're not going to keep increasing i think that rates have peaked but i i I still think that they want to see inflation down to two percent unless the real hard landing scenario hits which i also I'm not in the hard landing camp. I, I really kind of never have been. The soft landing idea makes a lot more sense to me. Um, there's there's no incentive for them to drop interest rates unless yeah. there's a major recession or unless in, inflation actually hits two percent. And I think this last you know percent percent and a half getting us down from three three and a half percent to two percent is actually the hardest leg of the marathon. If if you want to. Use that uh, analogy. You know, the, those last seven miles of the marathon—they always say are the the hardest miles if you're if you're a runner. And I think that that's kind of where we're at with inflation. So as long as the economy is holding up, why why are they going to drop rates? We'll stay higher for longer. And the market, big big picture with the market, we really have kind of just been ranging, and we don't love range-bound markets. I don't think. Uh, as as traders too much we like a nice trending environment with that said I actually don't think these last two years have been that bad but if you if you scroll out for a big daily chart of the S P, we really haven't done too much since you know mid 2021
2: couple of years yeah did
3: you say you were short Microsoft no, I'm not. I, I had been long Microsoft. I got out of okay,
2: it. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, I, uh, cause I like, asked, was asked about that chart yesterday and I'm like, you know, <laughs> you're at old time high, you know, old time closing high uh, of the big boys. Uh, what, you know, did Are you sure that any of the big boys uh, Apple or Microsoft, Google, Amazon, or NVIDIA after that report? I just wanted to see what your technical setup was and your, your you know, your reason for entries and exits.
3: My shorts right now are entirely concentrated to the indices, uh, so I'm okay. long I'm long 13 stocks, but I'm short so much TQQQ and so much UPRO that my long short ratio is probably one to two. So I'm I'm okay. like double short what I what I am long right now. I had been short some some Tesla uh, at a certain point last week, and I caught a little bit of a move there, but that was kind of a quick trade. It, it's yeah. it's hard for me to short. Apple and Microsoft to be honest even when I think that they should pull back I don't want to short them I want to wait for the pullback to buy them the the, I mean Microsoft is my favorite company that there is it's just an incredible company incredible management I don't want to get in front of the buyback machine of of Mm -hmm. Apple and Microsoft and and fight that so even when I think that those stocks should pull back I would rather take the short position in the queues and then let the pullback actually happen so I can I can come in and buy that dip.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now one thing I'm definitely looking at is different opportunities, right? Outside of tech. Maybe it's energy or maybe it's in retail. Is there any of these uh kind of sectors that you're looking at uh, for opportunities?
3: On the short side, um no. whichever
0: side really <laughs> the fun part is
3: uh, is knowing which side there. Um, I, I, do you I, think
0: I XLE like can tanks. get the pop?
3: Uh, So I like the banks a lot, but I need them to pull back. I still have a Bank of America position on, but I've really lightened up on it because the the move in XLF has just been, it's just been massive over the course of the last couple of weeks. Energy is a really interesting trade right now. If you look at the XLE, I think that um, 85, 85. 85.50 is a really important upside level. I think that uh, back on November 22nd, We saw some really negative news come out of OPEC that hit oil down and they bought XLE all the way back to positive that day. So almost similar to what we were actually saying about NVIDIA earlier, where NVIDIA not able to move higher on a fantastic earnings report is potentially a signal of buyer exhaustion. Um, This energy move down on a, a few days ago where they gapped it down huge off the OPEC situation just to buy it all the way back to green it means it's not something that i want to be short it's potentially something that i want to be long but i want to see some resistance levels clear out that that 85 80 50, 85 50 level
1: derek i got one for you what about oxy we're coming back i was looking at this one yesterday oxy and we're coming back into that warren buffett buy zone here i have played it three or four times off this 57 58 area because it seems like when it gets down there, Warren Buffett just backs up the truck and starts loading up. I feel like I got the Buffett put here on this stock, and we <laughs> have pulled back here. Is Oxy anything that's on your radar? Or how, what do you think of this one?
3: I like Oxy. I haven't traded in a while, but I, I you know, I, you can't hate when Warren Buffett's buying your stock over and over and over again. And he keeps doing it at the exact same prices. Um, I think he's publicly said that he's not planning on taking the company over entirely, yeah. but it, it, it almost seems like he might as well at this point because he keeps buying it up. I think they have a healthy buyback also. So it, it's kind of continued to hold in with, with really good relative strength. I like it. I, I've been involved in Chevron. Chevron's obviously been a really difficult trade since the, the, the Hess um, buyout news. The market didn't take that well and and yeah. what i liked about chevron was that they had the largest buyback at any of the companies but they have suspended that while they're waiting for the hess transaction to kind of get through i do think that big picture though this is one to continue to keep on the radar they just need to get through this kind of short-term mess of this buyout situation and then maybe in in q1 of 24 they can resume that buyback and this thing can start to break out on some levels because i think it's a it's a really health, healthy company and i do like the hess buyout it just you know th- this is a very common thing when they when they sell down the company that's doing the the buying in those situations at, at least initially
0: any thoughts on uh retail and maybe santa claus rally are you uh in the camp of that uh is that just more kind of media talk uh, that you would put it there.
3: So I, I, I don't I don't have a big opinion on on retail. I do think that a couple of these moves are interesting. This crocs move and crocs upgrade this morning is, is mm. interesting as as just kind of an example. $100 has been a, a little bit of a level for that stock. I don't think I want to chase through 100 today, despite the upgrade that they could, they, they could squeeze it up. I've, I've also been paying attention to and have a position in for, for full disclosure, I'm talking my book, uh, I have a position in um, the old uh, overstock which is now they bought oh, out yeah. they bought Bed, Bath and beyond so byon um stock trade's pretty volatile and can be kind of thin on an intraday basis around this uh 16 17 area but if this thing can start to clear through 17 bucks uh, and hold above it it's become a real clear resistance level and maybe it can break out f- above um that resistance and, and off this base that's been building out so that's one that i already have a have a position in and uh, would look to potentially get heavier in if I see the right things and maybe uh, see if we can get a move back up to 19 or $20 in this.
1: I want to take you back to just what Mitch was asking about retail participation in this market. And like what I've noticed, you know, just in my own trading lately, it feels like we have less retail participation, than a lot less than we did a year ago. Um, you know, even like to the point where you watch Jim Cramer on CNBC and whether you like him or you don't like him, he always moved stocks. Like when he was saying, oh, I like this stock, it would blast off. And now he says, oh, I love this company. And I'm looking sometimes on on Mad Money and there's not even one buyer, like not even one person in the whole world comes in to buy that stock after hours. And I'm like, holy, is retail this that quiet here right now? Are they just done listening to Jim Cramer? Is it a Jim Cramer thing or is it just retail? Traders have been like really hit hard in the the AMCs and the GMEs and they're just spooked right now. Are you noticing this lack of participation, retail participation that I'm noticing? Yeah, gotcha. I thought I thought before Mitch was actually asking me
3: about the retail stocks, talking about r- retail traders and retail investors. Yeah, um, you know, they got burned. They got burned pretty big, I think, in that bubble in uh, in in 2021 when we were ripping higher with a lot of those names. And you know, I, I remember um, in like 2022, as the bear market was hitting, getting a lot of phone calls from people who were who were determined. And this was probably the minority of people who are like, you know, I made so much money in 2021 because I was just following Wall Street bets and I was buying options and I didn't even know what options actually are, but I made all this money. And then uh, the year ended and I gave back all that money. Oh, and then my accountant told me that I actually have to pay taxes on all the money that I made because I made it in last calendar year, even though I lost it in this calendar year. And I was like, oh my gosh, what a a disaster. Yeah, complete horror story. So I, I think that, a lot of people who lost a lot of money or gave back a lot of money they they've kind of bowed out and they'll go back into the you know passive world of you know their 401k and retirement plans and that's probably where they should have stayed to begin with but there's going to be there there, i think there are a determined few that are out there maybe even some of your listeners who got started in that period of time and made some money and lost some money and said you know what even though i lost a lot of money it was a learning experience for me and I love, I love learning about these companies and learning about these charts. And this is the beginning of of, of my journey, which um, actually maybe is a segue into letting your listeners know that they have the opportunity <laughs> to to join me for for a week in in my team's virtual trading floor for the rest of the oh, nice. week. If they if they want to sign up, we're we're going to be doing that the rest of this week. All your listeners can join in for for free with my team of professional traders and participate with what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis
0: yeah i think it's so important right to have a professional trading community that's really just focused on let's just be honest gotta make some money right um i think you're trying to make some money everyone in t3 is trying to make some money and then us that will be joining right would be trying to do that and i think it's very important to surround yourself with like we say here right real traders real time right Uh, i mean that's why i think people come to pre-market prep every single day because we got real traders that are in the, you know, the kind of the limelight and also battling every day. That's why we have even a live trading show, right? I think it's very important to have that community to support you. So if you guys want to get access to this education, I threw up the link right there. And of course, check out what Derek has to offer. I think it's important also the approach that you have there, having some long, having some short. And I think that traders out there, especially new traders, this is definitely a resource that you guys can definitely step up and get to the next level with. So thank you for coming on today, Derek. Of course, we'll have you back on Senior Trader for t 3 Trading Group. And I threw up that link there if you guys want to join the Pro Desk virtual trading floor and join some pros in their trading action. Thank you for joining us
3: today. My pleasure, guys. It's It's been great like always. See you again soon.
1: Thanks,
2: Derek.
0: All right, let's get back to the markets. How are we looking here, Joel?
2: Uh, a little bit of a rebound down eight handles, uh, six handles off the low. So the orders will be on the bulls to uh, protect uh, that uh, that pre-market low. Uh, not much underneath that. and um, away from unchanged unchanged uh, on the session would be forty five sixty one. It's just
1: a difficult market. like you can see okay. the market wants not to easy. pull back. You can see, you know, like you it's get overnight, you had a little rally and then the sellers come in. but you can also see. That there's just this underneath demand where people have missed it and they yeah. want to buy stocks and they want to be long stocks in the December. So you kind that of is- have like this real battleground here right now where you got buyer exhaustion on the rips, but then, you know, you get a little dip and then the buyers emerge. So, I mean, it's like hidden buyers underneath the man we talk about there. And you can still kind of see it here. That's why I just don't see us crashing down here unless yeah. we have somebody warn or something happen, And that's very unlikely because we're past earnings season here now. So, I just don't see the catalyst to drive us back down into the ground.
0: I think it's very important to bring chat conversation into it. And chat was just talking about this. Kansas can, uh, Candy was talking about how he's been trying to get short sometimes, right? See the turn, but scalping it in the last week, he's gotten burned too many times. Right. And I feel like this is what's going on also. We're having like retail probably getting burned to the short side, but I feel like it's more institutions just like, please just bring it back to us because we'll buy more of it these is. techs because they want to be positioned in the high flyers. And so if anything, retail's turning on them, but I think they're waiting for the dip to be bought.
1: There, there's too much institutional money that has missed this, you know, or missed this sudden rally. This happened, this was a violent rally, folks. It was a very yeah. violent rally. We were, you know, one month ago sitting near the lows. The IWM was on a multi-year low. And you've had just this rip, roar, and rip your face, especially in the queues, you know, and especially in stocks like NVIDIA, you know, like, it, like you're talking about 20% moves in three weeks, these stocks. They just had fantastic, you know, moves here, and it was violent. So if you were short, you're like looking for any dip to try to get cover on. But it's not even about that. If you're underweight and you were thinking the recession's coming, I don't want to be long stocks. You're now looking, you know, at, you know, the money managers you're competing against that are fully invested saying, man, I'm going to look like crap at the end of the year. I need to get long some of these stocks because if I'm showing that I don't own Microsoft and I don't own NVIDIA and I don't own Apple at the end of the, and I don't own the Magnificent Seven, you know, at the end of December, you may get fired. I mean, so they're worried about their jobs. So that's why the underneath demand in the Magnificent Seven just remains. But I think there's underneath demand in everything right now.
0: It's something definitely to take a look at. Let's go ahead. It's 8.57. Let's start wrapping up this market. Joel, how are you seeing? Can we get the bounce today? You think? I mean, we are. It's just,
2: uh, yeah. I mean, I I think Dennis put it up pretty accurately. Um, I'm Early on here, I'm going to see what happens. We got a nice bounce. If the bulls want to take it back up today, uh, mid range on the session is also a, a weekly swing number. So a big battle at 43.56, and then unchanged on the upside. Uh, the the other thing that Dennis said about you know like the big crack. I mean the volatility is coming down the ranges are coming down and so until you have that violent you know down day with like the 78 990 handle range this kind of the the lower volatility and the smaller ranges favors the bulls so um that's just a little bit short term and long term uh tight range last week the other thing on a weekly basis you know, we've had a nice four-week rally. Well, last week was the smallest of the of the four weeks, so just a little little bit of a pause in the action.
0: And how does maybe like Jennifer bringing in the super low VIX come into play with that? Do you guys view that as a factor in here, Dennis?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't look at the VIX; it's a lagging indicator. So I'm even be honest I with agree. you, I haven't looked at the VIX in a month. But let's go see where it is. You know, just getting filled. I mean, we're at twelve. It's not surprising that it's slower for me too. I can feel it in the trading. It's been a slower, it's slowed down here. The earnings season was pretty good. There was some big moves. in the last like week, it's been like, oh, you know, I had, you know, a pretty decent month, but this last week was really slow. I mean, I'm sitting here like, and again, maybe it was holiday trade, Joel. Yeah, it was. was So you have a little bit of that. We're coming back in. But last night, even trading last night, it was crickets. I mean, I was like sitting here and I'm like, yeah, I'm like. You know, going, you know, and I'm trading and like usually, you know, if, I, if it's busy, I'm doing that and only trading here. I'm like, oh, I'm doing some other things. I was looking for Christmas gifts for the kids because it was just slow. There was just not much happening last night. And again, maybe it's because we're out of earnings season. We're a little, little bit of lull here. But, you know, you can feel the VIX 12. It's slow right now.
0: All right. We'll see what happens. Uh, I closed a lot of positions. I had AAL for like two weeks now. So um, I thought yesterday would be the day that it would get the love with yeah, all the talk of TSA. I was like, man, yeah. this is the day that if any time is going to get the love, probably before the holidays, it'd probably be on yesterday. And today I, I come in and I'm like, That's, it's not even holding in here. Um, so I sold it for a small profit. I gave it time, time, time to go to maybe the gap up, but doesn't want to make a move. And if they don't want to move right now, I feel like those might not be the ones to be. If The ones that have continued to fly high have continued to fly high. So uh, and, the lag of and trade, we enter this period
1: here. Well. So building on that point, Mitch, we do enter this period where it's typical in December, not for everything to rally, but for the stocks that have performed well throughout the year to rally, where yeah. you get the, you get the tax loss selling and stuff like AAL because people are, are beat up on this. I mean, you look overall, if you're buying the stock anywhere this year, you're down. I mean, it's basically, it's it's flat on the year. So, you know, you had some pretty wicked rallies in here too. So you caught some longs here too. This is one stock that has the potential of tax loss selling impeded a bit. I do think you know, trade reverses in January where you see some of these tech stocks sell off and some of these laggards, you know, rally. I don't think it's going to last. I think we're going to go into a recession later on. I do think there's a setup into January here, but you got to watch us buying these stocks right now because tax loss selling will impede performance here. Rogi talking about that yesterday as well, and she's absolutely correct. I mean, tax loss selling is real, folks. And if your stock's Mm -hmm. lagged all year, it's never that great of an idea to
2: buy it in December. All right, Joel, who will we have on tomorrow's? Mm-hmm. Haven't talked to Sean Emery in a while. He's a principal at Avery and Company, nice. and uh, he's got some interesting stocks. Um, I, I know one that was, uh, I believe, getting taken over, but I think trading a discount that uh, Capri. But uh, he'll we'll, we'll talk with Sean tomorrow
0: all right guys you guys stay safe out there always reach out to dennis dick and joel economy if you guys got questions on the market and keep up with joel on pre-market prep plus and i'll let dennis hop here i will get you guys over to live trading that's coming up next don't go anywhere team we got a lot more for you guys right here of course on benzinga live trading action coming to you next and of course I'd like to thank T3 for joining us today. Like always, guys, uh, T3 is a partnership with us. So if you guys want to check that out, definitely check it out. And like always, guys... All this information is for informational purposes only, not to be used as investment advice, and opinions do not represent those of Benzinga. Hosts and guests may maintain positions in the securities discussed today. Now to bring you guys over to live trading action, and don't miss our webinar on Thursday. we got an ETF webinar, and I'm working on a big show for the pre-market prep crowd for an outlook into 24 yes we're going to be the first to take a look at it and the best just like we were last year you guys smash the like if you enjoyed today's show and we'll see you next time like always hit that like button and keep up with all the action right here on benzinga